What's up, people? Welcome to another episode of Recruit Nicks, College Football Recruiting's premier podcast, courtesy of our good friends at the VSporto Network, vsporto.com. I'm your host, Damon Sales, and I've got my co-host with me, Sanjay Kerpalani. We represent Bleacher Report, National Recruiting Analyst, and Sanjay, the 2016 recruiting class, it's come to an end. The cycle is over, but guess what? Recruiting never ends, man. Never, ever Ever, ever, mm-hmm. ever, 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 when you look at recruiting and what we do for a living, I mean, this thing, you mentioned it, it never stops. There's just a whole new wave of ballers ready uh, and waiting to be discovered. And so for you guys out there listening to the show, don't worry. Sit back and relax. That's our job, to introduce them to you, to let you know who you should be looking for. So we've got a lot of big-time players in the 2017 class, and that's something that we're looking forward to discussing. I know I'm amped up about it, Damon. The camp circuit starts soon. We'll be on the road. This is what we live for. This is what we do. Indeed, I'm looking forward to the camp circuit. I'm fired up about that, man. But uh, but in the meantime, let's let's stick to what we're gonna do here. Let's make sure we're on we're on track because uh, you and I can talk about that that camp circuit all day long. But we're, we're not gonna <laughs> do that right now. We're gonna talk about. We're gonna start things out with uh, Ohio State recruiting. You know, the Buckeyes currently, and and obviously 20, with 2017, everything is early currently have the best chance to unseat Alabama as the top dog in national national recruiting team rankings. So we'll discuss who's in this class for Ohio State and who they're targeting. Segment two is going to be a lot of fun. On the phone, we've got the number one cornerback in the 2017 class and a guy who is probably getting tons of tutelage from the right people. He's a godson of Keyshawn Johnson We've got cornerback Darnay Holmes out of Calabasas, California. He has a top seven, Sanjay. Uh, you know, looking forward to to hearing about this top seven: uh, Nebraska, Ohio State, UCLA, Washington, Stanford. I mean, we've we've got Arizona. We've got we've got some teams who are definitely in, and and obviously Alabama is, yeah, is one of those teams in there. as well. Yes, sir. Finally, we're going to close the show out with a guy who a lot of people uh, during the summer will, will know. Especially if you caught, if you kept up with us when we were talking about the opening, Donovan Peoples Jones, an exciting athlete who, as an incoming junior, Sanjay, won the Nike Ratings Championship, which is something that underclassmen normally do not do, and and this big of an event. Florida, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, some of these schools that are believed to be in the lead for this guy. Whoever lands this guy is going to get a special, special player. But for the time being, Sanjay, let's jump into Ohio State recruiting. Mm-hmm. So when you look at you look at what they have currently right now, you you have to be impressed. If you're a Buckeyes fan, you have to be impressed. Ten commits in the 2017 class, two of which are five stars, in offensive tackle Josh Myers out of Ohio and cornerback Sean Wade out of Florida. Now. They're currently number one nationally with Alabama sitting right behind and waiting to pounce at any given time. But let me ask you this. 
when you when you look at this class, Sanjay, and there are a few guys out here who who really kind of uh, grab your attention. Is there anybody out there that makes you say, you know what, this class has the potential of being number one because of X player or Y player? Is there is there that that main guy out there who you're really uh, paying attention to? Well, I mean, with this class, I mean, they are already. You, you mentioned it. They've got you know five top 100 kids already committed, so they're they're already there. I mean, one of the guys that could really hop into this class is actually going to be our guest. And you mentioned it, Darnay Holmes. I mean, this is a kid that that tore it up there um, at their camp when he went uh, last year. You know, in the summer, and he was one of the stories of that camp. Was kind of a revelation as a corner there and you 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 potentially add a guy like that to a to a segment that you already look at the dbs that they already have committed sean wade number one corner or number two actually actually number two or number three corner in the entire country isaiah Pryor, one of the top safeties in my opinion he's it should be a five-star prospect the guy's a heck of a ball player out of georgia now at img academy you look at what they've done along the offensive line they've got two Big-time tackle prospects, Josh Myers, the number one tackle prospect, uh, a five-star, and then Jake Moretti down there uh, out of the state of Colorado. This is a class that's already gotten commitments from five uh, from five different states, so it has a chance to be spread out. Urban Meyer is doing a big-time uh, job in terms of canvassing the entire country looking for the best players. You, you mentioned a guy that could kind of send this thing to the next level. If they can land Darnay Holmes – that would be that would essentially lock up the top corner, the top secondary class in the country, wouldn't you think? I agree, man. I mean, you you think about that; it's a, it's a scary situation, but you you know, and so there's somewhere in, in Columbus, Urban Meyer is sitting there twiddling his thumbs, playing with a Rubik's cube, you know, <laughs> petting a cat or whatever whatever well, he's doing. I mean, to have the diabolical appearance come up, and he's like. I got to get these guys, and it's going to happen. And he's that good of a recruiter, I mean, man. So he, he's that. I mean, the man has a dream, conviction, whatever, and out of it comes just five-star prospects running. I mean, you, you, it's almost, <laughs> it's almost fitting, right? They Ohio State kind of, you know, when they beat Alabama, that was a thing that shook the foundation of college football, and they did that in route to the national championship. So they're one of the few programs that knows what it takes and can look back and say, you know, we know how to beat these guys. And Urban Meyer and Nick Saban, this this is not the first time that those guys have have dueled. They do it consistently on the recruiting trail. It's this, This is not by accident that we're at where we're at with Urban Meyer and those guys being number one, being the biggest threat perhaps to end the, the, the reign that Alabama's had on recruiting. Those guys know how to get it done. Let me ask you about Josh Myers, Sanjay, the, the number one offensive tackle, mm. uh, a top three national player overall, you know, right around 6'6", 290 pounds, a guy who plays with uh, not only a, 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 an angry streak, a mean streak, but he plays with a lot of, of, of technical ability. You know, a guy who uh, – excellent pat level. What, what, is, what are the Buckeyes getting? in a player like Josh Myers? Well, I think that it's critical. You know as well as I do, the the offensive line is really one of the toughest positions, A, to evaluate, and B, to, to get quality and quantity. And when you have a guy like Josh Myers, for, for starters, you know, this is a kid that even though he is a Ohio native, and you would think, oh, okay, 
Ohio, well, he's a slam dunk. Well, this guy has a lot of connections. His father was actually an offensive lineman at Kentucky, Brad. And then you also had his brother who played with Kentucky. So this wasn't a slam dunk to get him, but to get him locked in, get him in early, get him away from the Wildcats. And, and you look at the uh, the position, you know, left tackle potentially is where you're going to place this guy. That's the foundation of the offensive line. So when you get a guy that has a college-ready frame, that has the mean streak, that has the athleticism, the footwork, the balance, these things all in a ready-made package, when you get those guys, they, they don't grow on trees. And that's something that, uh, you know, even I mentioned Jake Moretti in the open. I mean, that's another top 100 kid that's a tackle that they can bookend. And when you have those fixtures on the offensive line, it's really something that could really be the building blocks of your offense in the future, and that's what they got when they got Josh Myers. This is a guy that you can build your offensive line around and and, and, and have a group in the future that can contend with anybody in the country because you've got that difference maker at the most important position at the offensive line. Now you talk about you talked about Darnay Holmes uh, being a, a potential uh, a potential land for Ohio State. The Buckeyes have quite a few guys who are really strongly considering playing uh, in Columbus right now. Uh, your guy, one of your one of your guys, D'Angelo Gibbs, is is a, is a major target for them. Um, Donovan Peoples Jones, you know, we'll we'll talk about him later. He's a major target. Uh, Ty John Lindsay, mm. another major target. Jeff Jeff Okuda at safety. Absolutely. There there are tons of opportunities uh, for for. Urban Meyer and his staff to strike gold here. But is there a player or, or two who you're keeping an eye out on, uh, you know, from a target's perspective that, that can really, really, truly fit uh, into this this uh, this Buckeye uh, program? Well, I, I think one of the guys you just mentioned, and he's a guy from your neck of the woods, Jeffrey Okuda. I know Ohio State uh, is in his top group, could potentially even be that, that leader, uh, that unofficial leader, if you will, for him, I mean, he's the nation's top safety. And I mentioned Isaiah Pryor earlier. If you pair those two up, I mean, you saw what Von Bell was able to do in his career. Is probably going to be a big-time draft pick uh, here soon for the Buckeyes. I think that's a guy who compares very favorably to what Von Bell did, being that center fielder who can be rangy and, and cover a lot of ground. And, you know, if you can stop those guys from getting deep on you with the, with the linemen that they're recruiting – I think that's a big time, big time position of need that they that you want to have that difference maker, and you know you put him and Pryor together. That's an awfully stout, uh, big time uh, duo back there at safety that that could really you know wreck shop there in Columbus. So I think Okuda is a guy that if he if he decides early, I know Ohio State has to be one of the, the lead schools in his group, but defensively they've recruited well offensively over the years. They can get those guys on defense that that that, that, that can really, um, you know, make an impact day one and change that 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 mentality up there and, and get those those guys to to really be strong on the back end like they were two years ago and really they were last year as well. But if they can keep that going, I think that Ohio State has a big time chance to to remain uh, on top with the number one class. All right, Sanjay, as we continue with our. Uh, new cycle, new recruiting cycle, the class of 2017. We, we've got to talk about some of the guys, uh, some of the top guys to get to know early in case some of you casual fans are listening in. And we've got a guy on the line right now, straight out of California, Calabasas, California. 
the number six player in the 2017 class, the number one cornerback in the class. And for you casual fans out there, maybe you might know the name. You might recognize the name Keyshawn Johnson. Well, this is the godson of Keyshawn Johnson. We've got cornerback, five-star cornerback, Darnay Holmes on the line. Darnay, what's going on, my man? How you doing? Fine, yourself. Thanks for having me. Hey, appreciate you being on, man. Listen, first of all, to to come out and, and make the top ten early, man. I mean, congratulations to you on that. I know, obviously, you'll be uh, you'll, you'll you'll do your part in making sure that you stay in that top ten, and that's all to the good. We you know we appreciate you being on the show. But listen, man, we we want to cut right into it. You've already got a top seven right now. I mean, there's a lot of kids out there still trying to figure out what they want to do. You have an idea of, of where you want to go, so to speak. Just talk a little bit about this top seven. What, and and uh, what were you looking for in, in regard, or not what were you looking for, but uh, what were some of the things that uh, the, this, these schools had in common just to kind of uh, keep them all in the place? Uh, I just want to thank all the schools who were recruiting me since the start of my freshman year, going into where I'm at now. But it all started when uh, Keyshawn and my dad just, was able to provide me to go on trips at a young age. So I was able to see older guys uh, interact with the coaches. I was the one standing back just observing things. So when so now when I'm observing things, I go on visits, I'm going to see how uh, comfortable I am with the coaches, see how the coaches interact with the players on the field and off the field. So uh, when I dropped out top seven, it was, it was about how I felt on campus when I went there and how the coaches treated me. But uh, other than that, that's the top seven right now. Uh, some schools might fall out if some new offers come in, but uh, right now I'm just going to stay with the top seven and be comfortable with it. You you mentioned that that top seven, and you mentioned even seeing a lot of things that that you know being under you know Keyshawn's godson. And there's another uh, big time athlete that you have a connection to, and that's Vernon Adams, the, the Oregon quarterback who's now getting ready to enter the the pros and enter the NFL and uh, he's been somewhat of a mentor to you can you talk about what that relationship has been like with you two being from Pasadena uh, what has he shared with you about the journey you're about to uh, embark upon as a big time recruit uh, you know what was uh, very intriguing to me was when he really stood out to the world was the Stanford game and I attended that game and I met him at the middle of the field we shook hands and all I was like hey this all out and fall for the city. He's like, I got you. And then he had one of the uh, record-setting nights. So I'm very proud of him. He's one of those guys who inspires the young kids in Pasadena. So he definitely inspired me to show you that you can overcome any obstacles because he's a guy who came with zero offers. Now he's probably going to be one of the highest draft picks as a quarterback. So he definitely shows you that uh, in his world that a lot of things could fail, but it's the way you uh, overcome those things. Absolutely, and we're speaking with five-star corner Darnay Holmes out of Calabasas, California. And Darnay, you know, I got, I got to come back to something when we last spoke, uh, when I wrote a story on you, and you, you told me, of course, you could play both ways. You could play receiver, you could play corner. Was listed initially as an athlete, but you told me you were born a corner. I want you to to explain to the audience what that means and why do you feel that way. <clears throat> Uh, I feel like I was born a corner because growing up, my dad was a running back. So I seen him do the running back thing. But always Tyron Matthew, Deion Sanders, D'Angelo Hall are my idols. So seeing them play at a young age, I was like, I want to be them one day. I want my name to be out there. I want to be on ESPN, an anchor, just like how Deion's doing. And Deion's <laughs> definitely a mentor of mine. 
uh, when I see him, I, I, I had a chance to uh, work out him uh, twice in the past year. So that's definitely it was an eye opener just to, for him to, uh, to touch on my game and tell me what's the right things to do, just to be comfortable on your back cover, just the little things. So uh, just be able to communicate with Denzel Hall as well, just whenever I need uh, to get things off my mind, ask him how things going, how's the season going. So uh, I feel like I was born a quarterback because I feel like uh, I could cover anybody in this world with that mentality. So uh, it's just the thing that I have, just be able to compete with the top guy because in this world, there's a lot of receivers. Everybody want to be a receiver. So I was like, I'm going to switch the game. I'm going to be a corner and a defense. I mean, a corner and a receiver. So uh, to show the world that I'm a versatile player. Two-sport uh, two sport position player, but uh, right now, definitely the number one ranked cornerback. And I know you're proud of that, man. But for, uh, for those uh, who, who are, are now starting to tune in, that top seven, Alabama, Nebraska, UCLA, Washington, Ohio State, Stanford, and Arizona. You've got a great okay. list right now, and June 23rd, it's your birthday, and you're, you're going to make that in addition to it being a birthday batch, you're going to make it your commitment day. What are you looking for out of these seven? And you, you mentioned that you know, you're keeping your, your list open so there could be another team that, that kind of comes in. What are you looking for in a winning program? Uh, first off, I'm looking for how the academics throughout that school because football is not going to be there for your whole life. So I want to be able to uh, have a degree that I can move anywhere in the world that I want. So uh, if that school has a great academics, they're definitely a school that I'm interested in. Plus, uh, how's my family? How does my family like it? How does my mother? How does my father like it? And, uh do I have a chance to come start as a true freshman? I know they're going to have a deep depth chart, but uh, if, the, if the coach going to be there for me when things are going great and tell me that, hey, uh, pick it up, you're going to be one of these guys that we need, just a coach that's going to be there to, uh, to teach you the, way, the right way to go. And uh, if, they have a, if they're going to be always in the hunt for the national championship, because you don't want to go to a school that you want, you're going to be like a, a not in the top 25 school. So you always want to be at a big-name program where a lot of uh, coaches come in, uh, NFL coaches come in. And also uh, I want to be with a coach that's like a, a second dad to me because I'm going to be here for four years, and I want this coach to say good word, good word to the scouts when they come in to draft me. So it's all about all those, it's all those aspects when I'm going to pick a school. But uh, that's definitely something that I'm going to look into. Well, you've got – all kinds of, of role models and mentors here that, that you that you get a chance to really kind of pick their brains and, 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 and help to elevate your brain. You know, you, you mentioned your dad, you know, your dad played and obviously you've got uh, a godfather in Keyshawn Johnson. Let me ask you about him, you know, just uh, to, to have him around, you know, knowing that that, you know, he, he's made it uh, to the, 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 the pinnacle, you know, made it to the NFL. What kind of advice does he give you and, and, and you know, what are you looking for in, in you know, when when you have those conversations with him? He's always giving advice to Keyshawn and I that stay with the stay with a group of friends that's on the same path as you. Don't hang out with some goofballs out there who's gonna get you through trouble and shoot down all your dreams. He said just be with the right group of friends and uh, the way you're working right now, everything's gonna be laid out for you. So he's telling me that just keep on doing the right things, keep on working hard, and I just know I can go to him when everything anything is going bad. Just how at halftime, Keyshawn and I are now playing good. He comes over like, hey, pick it up. This is what you guys are doing wrong. Uh, so you guys need to work on that. So there's no, there's no that I can have him to talk to and my father to talk to when I'm just frustrated on the field and stuff. Uh, this is a great thing to have. 
It's all good, man. Now you 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 play seven on seven with the pro way. Uh, it's coached by your father. Is that right? Yes, sir. All right, good deal. So you, you, this is your opportunity now for for the casual fan out there, uh, maybe the fan who lives on the East Coast. Talk a little bit about the pro way. You know what what is it about this team? Give me some some names to to be on the lookout for. Uh, you know, give give the 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 audience that chance to get to know your your seven on seven squad. All right, first of all, I just want to uh, thank God for putting my dad in this position because at a young age, he started training my brother and I when I, when I was about seven. My brother was about eight-ish, and he had this vision about uh, having a 707 team and being sponsored. And this year, uh, our family our family, and our program, the pro, is finally sponsored by Adidas. So I just want to thank God for putting us in this position because he had this vision. We just believed in this vision, so he's a – very happy parent right now. We're a very happy family that this vision finally worked out. And we definitely have some great group of kids on the team. Uh, we got Ty John Lindsay. We have Fuki. Wow. We have Marcus Evans. We have Nick Jules, Tristan Jebbia, Keyshawn Johnson, Kano. We have a lot of great kids on this team. And I feel like we're definitely going to open up a lot of eyes. We got, we're not a team. We're, our, our title of our team is not known in the uh, 707 circuit, but it's going to be known after our first passing league because the way we're going to go out there and compete is going to be a very different level of football. This is a team that's going to sneak up on a lot of people, Sanjay. I mean, just just listening to them raw these names, man. I mean, if I'm a 7-on-7 team, I'm on the lookout for these guys. But uh, Absolutely. But listen, man, hey, we, we really, really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule, man. Uh, we thank you once again. Hey, we want to make sure we, that, that we have you on again. So, uh, uh, hey, keep on grinding, keep doing what you're doing, and uh, let's chat a little later on, all right? Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. No problem, no problem. All right, that's five-star cornerback Darnay Holmes, straight out of Calabasas, California. And, and, and Sanjay, you know, when we talk about him, the, the, the thing that, that really gets to me first you know, he, he talks about how, yeah, he, he's a cornerback, but, you know, don't necessarily put him in that cornerback, uh, that, that that bubble, so to, so to speak. Even though he's the number one ranked cornerback in the country, this guy's an athlete. He's a player, and, and he's he's a playmaker. He's one of these guys who, you, if, if you're not paying attention to him now, you, you, you've been sleeping way, way, way too long. This guy can do it all. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do on that football field uh, as he prepares for his senior year. Absolutely. I mean, one thing that really sticks out to me about him is that confidence that he carries him with, that swagger, that mentality of, you know, make a play whenever, however. He has that competitive fire to really make things change in a game at an instant. And that's on offense, that's on defense, that's on special teams. He's special with the ball in his hands. One look at his highlight film will show you that this kid, you know, this isn't a, there, there's a reason why colleges are telling him that he can play receiver at the next level, that he can play both ways. There's only a few guys that can do it. He's one of those guys that is very, very capable of playing both positions at the next level. But you got to love that mentality. You got to love what he brings to the table. And it shows, you know, why all these programs are from coast to coast want Darnay Holmes on their on their team. You listen to the young man and you get it. And uh, this is a kid that has an extremely bright future. And whoever lands him, that's going to be one heck of a building block for their 2017 class because he's one of the top players in the entire nation, point blank period. The kid has nearly 25 offers. He's going to be a definite force a definite force in the 2017 recruiting cycle. Now, Damon, I think it's only right 
you know, that we, we continue this show with a theme. We start out with the best class, Ohio State. We then went and talked to the nation's number one corner, the best corner in the 2017 class in Darnay Holmes. So it's only right that we continue to talk about the best of things. And right now, we're going to talk about the best wide receiver in the 2017 class as things stand today. I'm talking about five-star wide receiver Donovan Peoples-Jones out of Detroit, Michigan, who is the number 10 player overall in the 2017 class. And Damon, we mentioned the best. I mean, this guy has already made history. You mentioned it in the opening, the only underclassman to ever win the Nike Ratings Championship at the opening. I mean, that's the ultimate test of athleticism. And you know, let, let's keep it there for a little bit You know, with what we saw out of him at the opening and this is an event that obviously brings the best of the best you know top 160 players in the entire country but only a handful of juniors are invited to this thing he was one of them so from what you know we recall out there what you recall out there seeing out of him what did you see out of him that led you to believe that this kid belonged out there with those top 160 players in the entire country Man, in, in a word, explosiveness, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we, we talk about kids being athletic all the time. But, I mean, there, there's there's athleticism and then there's DPJ, you know, let, let, let's go to, to his ratings. And, and we talk about his ratings. Ran the 40 yard dash in 4.42 seconds. Mm. Ran the shuttle in under four seconds, 3.94 seconds through the Powerball. 43 and a half feet. OK, if you're if you're lightning quick like that. Usually that's not the case. Usually you're not the strongest guy in the world. Four, three and a half. Ridiculous. And then he vertical jumps 42.4 inches. So, Ooh. yeah. When you <laughs> just a little bit better, than, look at, just a little bit better than I would do. I mean, just, just you know, he's OK. Just, he's OK. He's all right. He's all right. But when you look at all that and then you put it together and you watch what he does on the football field, then it just becomes problematic you know if, if you're lined up one-on-one against them you've got to be sitting there like man this, this this isn't right this isn't fair because he's that type of athlete and here's the thing i like about him sanjay when when you talk to him about it and maybe it's maybe it's with media maybe it's with just some media but he's not going to be the guy to you know to, to spout off at the mouth to just you know to, to show a cocky side to him right he's very humble very very quiet very laid back doesn't say a whole lot he just goes out there and he puts in work. You got to like that if you're a head, uh, a head coach for a college, man. Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting. You know, I have a few contacts in the Detroit area that, that know about this guy. And when I ask them, like, hey, tell me about, you know, what is this Donovan Peoples-Jones uh, kid about? And it's, you know, you get the first thing you get is that, you know, that little you, you can imagine this is radio, so I can't do a face, but that little. Oof, yeah, that dude is a problem. That's, you know, that's crunch that, face. That, that yeah, scrunch face, you know, that uh-huh. he's a problem. <laughs> you know, so I got that he's a problem mushed up grill because you, you, you think about you mentioned what he can pose to a defense. But the other thing that, that struck me is you, you mentioned this a little bit in his humility, how humble he is. And, you know, I talked to him after he, he made history and, you know, he just kept saying 
The only thing he could th- think of to say was, "I'm thankful." You know, he it was it was one of those things that was a cool moment. You know, and 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 digging more uh, and talking to people about him. I mean, he's a great student in the classroom, has it together, uh, close to a 4.0 student that you're talking about here when you're talking about Donovan Peoples Jones. So that that's something where you have a guy that has the athleticism, has the talent. Still needs to work on the details of the position. He's not a finished product by any means. There, there, there's clearly uh, room for him to improve. But when you look at the the, the 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 attributes that he has, and you look at the potential that he has, and you mentioned the athleticism, which is off the charts, that's why you see all these college coaches. Basically, they they get that scrunched up face when they watch him. Like, I need this guy. I need this guy in my life. And that's something that uh, you know. That's why you look at the offer list and it's stacked. You, that's why SEC programs want him. That's why the Big Ten heavyweights want him. That's why you know this kid is gotten the early billing as, as being the nation's best receiver. And you know, seeing him out there in Oregon, he did not look like he didn't belong. He was giving defenses, defensive backs trouble with that size, that length, the speed. You know, he has long arms. These are all things that really, um, when you add them up about Donovan Peoples-Jones, it makes a lot of sense as to why he's being uh, touted as one of the elite prospects and one of the elite skill players in this class. And I think that they are definitely on to something there. Now, let's move this forward to his recruitment and This is uh, the top player in Michigan, so you know Michigan and Michigan State are going to be on him as they are. Ohio State, which got him on campus. We talked about the Buckeyes. We talked about what they're trying to do and stay at number one. They, they, They had him on campus for their junior day last month. So when you look at Donovan Peoples Jones, how do you see his recruitment shaking out? Who do you see emerging as the teams to beat for him moving forward? Well, I feel like it's going to be a Big Ten battle. I think this is going to come down to, uh, obviously, the, the, the two in-state schools, Michigan and Michigan State. And I feel like Ohio State is, is going to be a major player. And, and, and part of that is because, you know, Urban Meyer has to be the ultimate closer. We know this. But um, Jim Harbaugh, we, we saw how he closed. And, and, and I feel like when it, when it comes down to making that final decision – Obviously, he's going to be paying attention to how these teams play uh, when the fall rolls around. But Michigan, when you look at where they are and, and the direction that they're going, it's very easy to be to be attracted to this program. It's very, very easy to say, you know what, I want to be a part of this. Now, the question is, from Detroit, does Michigan State have that uh, that inside track because you know we know Michigan State loves to recruit the Detroit players as well. Absolutely, I, obviously the Spartans, the Spartans, the Wolverines. I think those are going to be the two teams that come out of it, uh, to ultimately uh, you know be the front runners. But you can never count out Ohio State. Never count out Urban Meyer because he's that good with his recruiting process, and they're they're not far off from winning a national championship. Uh, you know, uh, uh, no, this, uh, this past year, obviously Alabama won, and then you've got Ohio State. So they're still fresh in the minds of, of a lot of a uh, lot of recruits, a lot of targets. I think when it comes down to it, if I had to pick one right now, I would go with Michigan. But I would not be surprised if Michigan State won this battle or if Ohio State won this battle. I just feel like it's going to be a Big Ten clash when it, when it's all said and done. 
Oh, uh, no doubt. And I think you make some great points there when you, you look at his connections to those programs. He's from Cass Tech High School, former teammate Mike Weber, signed with, with the Buckeyes um, two classes ago. He's very extremely close with Donnie Corley, a four-star receiver who just signed with Michigan State. Ohio State almost got Donnie Corley, but he ended up in East Lansing as an early enrollee. And I know he and Donovan Peoples-Jones are very, very close. They're very good friends. Maybe that could potentially entice him to, to, to go to East Lansing. And you mentioned Michigan. And, you know, when you look at what Tyrone Wheatley has done on the recruiting trail, former Michigan legend, running back, been a beast of a recruiter for, for that Harbaugh staff and, and been one of the top assistants in the entire country, but especially in Detroit. Tyrone Wheatley is as respected as they come when you talk about recruiting that city and recruiting you know kids from that city that he's very very trusted he's known and, and I think that that the, the fact that he is recruiting Donovan Peoples Jones that gives Michigan a great shot I'm with you I, I think that right now I wouldn't bet against Michigan but also it wouldn't be a shock to see him at Michigan State or Ohio State does a school like Florida who you know he's given a chance to uh, in this in this uh, cycle. I know we had Tate Martell on. He said he's trying to get him to Texas A&M. Do the SEC schools become a factor? It's early. I mean Donovan Peoples Jones has, has already talked about you know the fact that he's not limiting himself to the Big Ten, but it's definitely going to be an interesting recruitment. A lot of big time programs are going to try to get them uh, try to land him in this class. So uh, his recruitment is definitely one that we'll be keeping tabs on moving forward. Absolutely. And and in addition to uh, a few other uh, big time recruits in this 2017 class, the thing I love about it right now, Sanjay, 2017, it's very early, very, very early. So we'll get a chance to see a lot of athletes. We'll get a chance to talk to a lot of athletes by way of Recruitniks, the premier podcast in college football recruiting. We'll just throw that out one more good time. But in the <laughs> meantime, it is our time and we have to Make tracks, roll out of here, however you want to describe it. want to say thank you to all of you who have paid attention, who have been big fans of the show, and we, we want to make sure that we, as Sanjay loves to say, continue to give you the juice. Mm-hmm. So uh, for Sanjay, we want to say thank you. But make sure you follow him on Twitter, Sanjay Kirpalani, at S-A-N-J-A-Y-K-I-R-P-A-L-A-N-I. And, yeah, you can follow me as well on Twitter, at Damon Sales, D-A-M-O-N-S-A-Y-L-E-S. And while you're at it, follow follow Sporto at V-S-P-O-R-T-O. This is Recruitniks. We want to say thank you. Until next time, take care. <laughs>